I talk to many people with anxiety, and it seems as if a certain time of the day can be more difficult. Not the same for everyone. Mornings are very common. Evenings. It can be all through the day and random, but sometimes we find that, oh, this this time seems to be the, the hardest for me. I think mornings can be difficult as well because, oh, the day's in front of me and this is going to be daunting. I don't, I know what I'm going to have to battle internally again. Today, we've got an article from Benjamin Foley. It's on medium.com, written in 2017. Should be fairly brief today. And let's dive in. Here he goes. He says, if you're anything like I used to be, you probably put mornings right up there with death on the scale of things you most dread. Used to wake up in a fog, feeling just as tired as I was when I went to bed, and immediately I began to fear the inevitable feeling that creeps in your stomach and throat. Here it is again. I would think to myself, here it is again, as I pulled the covers over my head, fearing that this is how I'm going to feel every single morning for the rest of my life. No confidence that I could ever make myself feel better. I had always heard about the successful people, Tim Ferriss, Ben Franklin. They had their daily morning routines. It helped them wake up energized, ready to take on the day. But in the midst of anxiety, the thought of waking up at 4 a.m. to hustle was the last thing on my mind. I needed to find a way to model the morning routines of the most successful people in business in a way that focused on decreasing my stress and anxiety. And something happens for Mr. Benjamin Foley. He realized the morning routine rather that he used to follow was setting him up for increased anxiety and failure throughout the day. Here's what, here's what he says. I would wake up, snooze my alarm a couple times, finally open my eyes to face the day. Immediately, first thing, check all of my socials to assure myself that I had not missed anything. After realizing that no one had liked me throughout the night, I would get out of bed, take a shower, down a cup of coffee, run off to work, pause. Okay, I have actually tried to um, not do the the email or anything, but I, I found that actually I'm interested to know if I've gotten an email through the night. Has has someone messaged me? It's and if not, there's no like. Oh, I just kind of want to know. It doesn't hurt me in my analysis. I will get up, I'll get my coffee going. Uh, I have to be at work at 7 a.m. And so in order to wake my brain up, I need to be like usually up by 5.30 so I can go to the gym, which will help me focus and give me energy through the day. But this is just me. In any case, the socials or checking technology doesn't... What is it like for you? Does it make you better or worse? I know that Facebook sometimes when I get into my judgy judgy moments that, oh, this is, I'm comparing right now. I'm comparing my life. No, 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 this is not healthy. So what is it for you? In any case, here's what he says, though. No structure, no purpose, no peace. No wonder why Benjamin would arrive to work completely stressed out. 
he was setting himself up for failure and not being intentional with how he operated his day. He says, he read, he says, I read rather an incredible article by Benjamin P. Hardy on Medium. I decided to finally try out a morning routine. My morning routine would be focused solely on lowering anxiety instead of increasing it. And there is a, we've got a little little graphic here with, with a quote. It says, when you arise in the morning, think of what a privilege it is to be alive, to think, to enjoy, to love. Marcus Aurelius. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that you're hearing this, you, you who may be listening and thinking, well, that sounds great, but that's just horse garbage. That's crap. Horse garbage. Horse crap. I, I actually like it because it forces me to have that conversation with myself and, and, and positive. Um, and I, I will offer one thing that I do here toward the, toward the end. Um, so why a morning routine? Well, because it can massively reduce anxiety. When I implemented an effective morning routine and stuck to it, I was able to massively, massively reduce my anxiety. In addition, it also helped with my productivity, my energy, relationships. I saw it affecting a host of other areas of my life. It really was life-changing. You know, I wish there had been a list like this when I was first battling with anxiety during my senior year of college. Most nights, going to bed after two, procrastinate anything that felt remotely difficult and fear it may trigger more panic attack. In the mornings, they're just a nightmare. There's a daily reminder when I woke up that I had a problem. Oh yeah, all my problems are still here with me. However, something happened once I began working on my personal development. I started to view mornings as a gift rather than a nightmare. I begin to trigger my brain from the moment I first open my eyes to see the beauty of life. By the way, pause. The, the previous paragraph, it was a daily reminder that I had a problem. I hear that a lot. I wake up and, oh yeah, the nightmare that is my life and my depersonalization, derealization is back. I escaped it for a few hours, but now here it is again. I hope that's comforting to hear. A lot of us uh, ha- have been through this. Benjamin says, creating a morning routine has been the single most important strategy for lowering my stress and anxiety that I have implemented over the last year. What, what's it done for Benjamin? Well, it's allowed him to get more done than he ever thought possible while also helping to keep him grounded throughout the day. He says, once you begin starting your day off in a positive, structured, intentional note, you're going to be amazed by the reduction of your anxiety as well as the other benefits you will receive. Here he gives a short morning routine, and he says, if you do this, your anxiety will start to drop and your life will become enhanced. So he has 10 things. Before I read that, those 10 things, let me tell you my journey. <sighs> Power breath. Okay. My journey in the mornings. Um, when I had unstable work, um, I, I, I would not allow myself to sleep in. Even if I didn't have to, I had goals. I had things that I was working on. I, I would get up 
in the midst of anxiety, I would still get up. But those things plagued my mind. I, I don't, I, I'm not convinced this is the end-all, be-all. I do think the structuring of your day has a place. But I remember I talked to some shaman-like guy, and he was like, I get up at four, and I said, let's try it. So for a week, I got up at like four. I tried to go to bed early. It was just a, a I don't know. And it was so hard on my body that I got sick. And ultimately, I said, this is too hard for me. I remember getting up, regularly setting times to get up. And I had when I had accountability or agreement with others, like a, a, a call, a call with a group of people who were working on their health, some up as early as 5.30, that, that forced me, forced me to get up. I'm not worried about waking up early personally now. I'm just... I see for me consistency. So if I go to consistent to bed, consistent to get up, and I and I I I also find that calendar. Do you use a calendar? Google Calendar. If I if I get up, and when my life is in chaos, if I can calendar a couple things through the day. Okay, at this this time I'm going to do this. The middle of the day I'll do this. Evening this is going to happen. But I also, too, I go through a whole list of mental activities, and um, I'm going to jump back to that in a moment. Let's, let's check out his, his list. Wake up early. I do agree. We know with anxiety or depression, if you, roll, you wake up but roll around in bed to hide, it usually gets worse. And then there's these feelings of guilt. I should be up doing X, but I don't feel like it, so I'm not going to do it. Um, I would say to go ahead and get up early is probably a good thing. Number two, make up your bed. I tend to agree. I don't know if it's going to be a magic pill for anxiety, but there is something about keeping your house in order. Number three, meditate, pray. Okay, meditate, I think of mindfulness, and yeah, I do my mindfulness practice daily. Daily! What, what do I do? I stole from Sir... Tony Robbins, which is the three, three, and three, three minutes of, I set the time, three minutes of things that I'm grateful for yesterday or that I uh, I accomplished. Sometimes I wake up with the story, what a waste, or end of the day, what a waste I did for the day. I was unfocused. It was a waste of a day, and I go, three minutes, three minutes, what did I do? What am I grateful for? And it usually shows up when I ask my brain those questions. It will, I'll sometimes find out, it's just a lie in my head that I actually had a great day. That's kind of weird. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, then I'll do three minutes of, of vision work. Three minutes. What, what are some, what, what's the layout of my day today? What are some things that are on my schedule that I need to show up for? What should I put on my schedule? What's something that makes me excited? Just three minutes of thinking about the next 24 hours. And then I'll do three minutes of that deep breathing practice and force myself to sit there. It's great. Sometimes I do it in the, the sauna. Um, I love stretching. I've got a foam roller. I usually do the, an incredible. I am so flexible. 38 in October, and I am so flexible. And I, it... And uh, yeah, I, I just say that because there's a good benefit from 
from doing all that stretching, not just for your body, but my mind. Okay, take a cold shower. I have heard this, and I actually do this. Um, for me, it was just a, a about, um, is it actually, a fa- I don't know if it's good for anxiety, but I, I like knowing that I can handle a cold shower. I am now big on the hot cold, so I'll go to the gym, sit in the sauna, go turn on the cold shower. About a month ago, I got uh, emptied all of our ice cubes into the bath because it's not super cold around here, and I just sat in the ice bath for about 10 minutes and uh, maybe 7 minutes, and it was it was too much work. But I do believe in the power of cold and hot or the mixture of the two, hot-cold therapy, go for a walk, I, 20 minutes a day at a minimum. I must walk for 20 minutes a day. It is a must. Brain dump at desk. Don't know what that means. Maybe follow up if he says more about it. Gratitude practice. That's my three, three, and three. Morning three and MIT's deep work. Those are his list. Let's see if he, so he goes in, um, he cites, uh, so um, what's our guy's name? Who wrote this freaking article? Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin Foley. So Benjamin says, according to Hannah Hepworth, an expert on natural anxiety relief, when you wake up early, you can have plenty of time to get where you need to go. No rushing, no yelling, you walk in calmly. Get up early. And simply crush it is not a good idea. But when you wake up early, you have more time to focus on things like self-care, reading, that will um, often not focus on you. Wait, wait, wait. Like self-care and reading that you will not often focus on on if you are rushing out. Okay, got it. So get up in the mornings. And then, and then schedule that self-care to start the day. I agree. Start small and build up. Make up your bed. Uh, that is successfully completing that first task in the morning. Yeah, sure. Meditate, pray. I'm going to skip whatever he says there. You know what meditation is. You know what prayer is. Uh, cold shower. <laughs> um He says, after three months of consistently taking a cold shower every morning, He can ensure you the benefits are enormous, and he talks about the science here. Cold shower therapy, health benefits such as improving circulation, toning skin, it it can help with anxiety. Uh, The coldness is a good stressor on the body, can trigger several helpful responses. Um, uh, Yeah, I think there's something to that. It, It offers a lot more of the scientific thing going on there too go for a walk I'm skipping that but I'm uh, okay what's the brain dump okay he says could bitching and moaning on paper for five minutes each day change your life as crazy it may seem I believe the answer is yes that's Tim Ferriss Um, are they all crazy how am I supposed to find the time to write out my thoughts every morning I'm not a writer how could writing down my anxious ruminations help me overcome anxiety This was my initial barrage of fears when I first heard about the power of journaling. And if you're not someone who's ready or already journaling for growth, your reaction is going to be the same. Benjamin says, 
he is dead wrong. So over 12 months, Benjamin has found journaling as one of the cornerstone habits uh, for his daily routine. Okay, the purpose of journaling is to create a vessel for clarity and resilience, a mode of transportation that makes my thoughts from anxious ruminations to empowered actions. It's an amazing way to trap your thoughts on paper and give you a heightened view of your internal dialogue, not a hack that will generate wealth and success simply by writing about it. Wow. Um, And he lists all the ways it's changed his life. Brain clarity, detachment from thoughts. For me, I grew up in the South, good old Tennessee, and uh, there are, you know, we got bad words. We have curse words around here, okay? You know what I'm talking about. Again, when I journal and when I'm angry, I let it go. I use I use uh, the worst terms I can. Uh, I, I put it all out there. But what it does is it allows me to go back and look at it after I've calmed down. I will also, okay, the other night I had a big issue had an issue, and I started to feel the old knot in my throat. So what I did was I have a problem-solving formula, you know, and you can you can find similar ones. What What's the situation? Okay, what stories am I telling myself about the situation? And this takes work, by the way. Um, what am I feeling? If another person's involved, what are they feeling or needing? Um, what are some possible actions? What may stop me from these possible actions? What am I committed to? I have a formula, and oh my goodness, does it help. But when I started to get bent out of shape the other day, and the knot in the throat, that was my cue. Wes, Wes, whatever's happening, this situation, you're now making this thing your God, as they say. I'm now worshiping this thing. It has an unreasonable hold on my thoughts and emotions. There is no situation that gets that much of me, and uh, I'm interested in changing the way I'm dealing with this right now because I, my mental health is not a game, and now I've got some cues and some indicators to suggest. So what did I do? I did my breathing. I did my, my problem solving, and about an hour after that, I was clear on the issue. I go, oh, okay, cool. Got it. There were a couple stories that I was telling myself, and and you know what? This one's too personal, <laughs> or I would I would I would share the example. But what's the situation, and what are stories? And when you go in, you find sometimes the stories are true, sometimes they're not true. Okay, gratitude practice. We talked about that. Okay, many different ways. Manifest your morning three affirmations. By stating three affirmations in the morning, I'm able to put myself into a charged state. may seem hokey, but it's been hugely beneficial to my mental health. Yeah, daily intention. I'll tell you this. When I get to work, I know some tendencies I have. I know that I can... um, I know that I can lose focus. I know that I can get in a hurry. So sometimes I'll jot down at the top of my list. Uh, today I am calm. Today I uh, am focused and I'm not in a rush. I will uh, schedule tasks that come my way. It kind of, 
for, for things that show up to be problems, I'll kind of write out some guidelines that help me. MITs, the most important tasks that need to get done. Yeah, that's kind of with our three, three, and three. Okay, and there is another. So that's the article, 10 Things in the Morning. I, here's, here's where we're going to leave this one, is do you schedule your day? Do you block in some things? Do you do the basics? like some some sort of mindfulness practice. Uh, I, I will obviously share this article, and I hope that maybe you can take a few things from it and apply to your morning or your day. There's another brief article. It's from Good Therapy, and it's 11 tips, 11 tips for morning routine. Let's see, preparation... Let light in, make your bed, hydrate. I do that, by the way, the hydrate. I will a lot of times down a big glass of water. Awesome. Uh, okay, make a list. I got gotcha. you. Physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I hear things sometimes like this, I'm like, yeah, that's the basics and I do it. But do I really do it? Am I really doing it to the level it could be done? doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to be. Let's close out with this. Just a little bit of an update. I I missed you guys last week. Don't know if I said that at the beginning or if I thought about it, but in any case, I'm, I'm taking additional courses now, and I had an article critique due. So I was I was just slammed last week, but but we're back. Here we are back. I appreciate the heck out of all of you. Keep up. Keep keep showing up for yourself. You know, uh, I've, I've talked to uh, a number of students and, and people through the podcast. And uh, one of the things is that sometimes the, the sensation of trap feels real. And this is not a life sentence. It doesn't have to be. By gosh. You know, you know the drill. Feel free to reach out. Say hello. I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. It's it's 9 p.m. here. I didn't get a chance to record it this morning, but I said I'm not going to bed till I finish this thing. Let's go. Come on, giddy up. Y'all have a great one. I appreciate you. We'll see you next week.